Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. 20% of officers in the Royal Grenada Police Force infected by COVID-19. Guyana's President Ali to inform regional leaders about Venezuela's border controversy. St. Lucia, Guyana explore cooperation in several areas. U.S. Virgin Islands Health Center gets U.S. federal approval for $2.2 million replacement. And Antigua and Barbuda participate in Expo Dubai. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 13. We start our report today in Grenada. Grenada now reports that approximately 20% of the officers in the Royal Grenada Police Force are currently infected with COVID-19. This has resulted in some officers having to work between 15 to 16 hours per day. Grenada began recording an upsurge in mid-August of COVID-19 due to mass gathering events, some of which were not authorized by the authorities. Local active cases moved from 5 in August 17th to 1,791 cases on September 10th, 2021. Health authorities have declared that the country is affected by community spread with the Delta variant, which was detected in early August as the main strain. There are a number of policemen, I think. It's over 160-odd policemen who were infected and many who have to self-quarantine, and it is affecting them and their families, and it's affecting the productivity level of the force, said Dr. Keith Mitchell, Prime Minister and Minister for National Security. In a recent interview, Commissioner of Police Edvin Martin disclosed that less than 50% of the force were vaccinated, but educational sessions facilitated by members of the medical fraternity were in progress with a view to get more officers to become vaccinated. Data from the Ministry of Health has shown an increase in vaccination since the cases began to increase, but it's not clear if some of the newly vaccinated with the first dose are police officers. According to a press release from the Office of the President of Guyana, Guyanan President Dr. Mohamed Irfan Ali plans to formally notify heads of government in the region about the accord made between the government of Venezuela and its opposition last week in Mexico City. The president is expected to brief CARICOM heads during a virtual special emergency meeting today, Monday, September 13th, while he has also promised to update the community of Latin America and Caribbean states during the upcoming meeting in Mexico and the United Nations via its secretary general, Antonio Guterres. The International Court of Justice ruled last December that it has jurisdiction to decide Guyana's claim against Venezuela that the boundary between the two states was fixed in an 1899 arbitral award. Venezuela opposes the International Court of Justice and its ruling. Guyana is, however, seeking to obtain a final and binding judgment that will clearly state that its Essequibo region is indisputably part of Guyana. President Ali said that the ruling is the law and that Guyana would see it through. We have embraced that route. 
which is the International Court of Justice, and we're committed to that route. That route is the rule of the law, and that is where the matter resides, not in any sideshow or any other engagements, the president said. The president also stated that the countries that arranged the meeting to resolve Venezuela's internal issues should understand that the controversial agreement is anything but internal. The controversy that exists on the border has nothing to do with their internal issues, and it has already been determined where that issue should be settled, and that is with the International Court of Justice. What we can ask those countries, the mediators of last week's meeting, to do is to encourage Venezuela to participate and to be active with the International Court of Justice. St. Lucia Times report that St. Lucia and Guyana are exploring areas of cooperation in several fields, including food security and tourism. The disclosure has come from Prime Minister Philip Heer, who disclosed on his official Facebook page this week that he has been engaging in talks with Guyana's president, Dr. Muhammad Ali, since St. Lucia's current health and socioeconomic reality calls for the country to expand its developmental partners. Preliminary engagements focus on collaboration in agriculture, food security, tourism, affordable and accessible health care, and the youth economy, the St. Lucia Prime Minister said in his discussions with the Guyana president. The Prime Minister also disclosed that over the past few weeks, he has been meeting with his cabinet colleagues, government officials, donor agencies, and the people of St. Lucia. This has been in an effort to address the fiscal cliff, which my administration and you, the people, will have to carefully retreat from. We must stabilize this economy, he asserted. Prime Minister Pierre said that he also met with the committee appointed to review the scope of financing for the Hiwanora International Airport Redevelopment Project. The Virgin Islands Free Press reports that the Myra Keaton Smith Health Center on St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands will receive funding for full restoration to current industry standards. The health center, which operates under the Schneider Regional Medical Center in the territory, received nearly $700,000 from the U.S. Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to begin the design of the new facility. A contract was executed for the architectural and engineering services with the Smith Group for $1.5 million. After catastrophic damages closed the clinic in 2017, services were transferred to a modular facility. The $1.4 million FEMA project executed by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers built 11 trailers adjacent to the current clinic. Those temporary facilities are the only means of emergency medical treatment on the island of St. John. Reconstructing the territory's healthcare facilities continues to be the top priority of Governor Albert Bryan's administration, said Adrian L. Williams Octoline, director for the U.S. Virgin Islands Office of Disaster Recovery. The design will take place in just over a year to complete. The restoration of the Myra Keaton Smith Health Center is anticipated to begin in the summer of 2022 and should be finished by December 2024.
The Caribbean Journal reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands is leading Caribbean tourism rebound. The journal reports the U.S. Virgin Islands was one of the first Caribbean destinations to reopen amid the pandemic. Now it's leading the Caribbean's tourism rebound. The United States Virgin Islands, buoyed by its class-leading travel screening portal, was the top performing destination in the Caribbean in July, compared to the same period in 2019. The U.S. Virgin Islands arrivals were 106.3% higher than July 2019, before the pandemic, according to data from Ford Keys, shared by the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association. That followed by Puerto Rico, which saw nearly a 40% growth in July compared to July 2019. It's a testament to what has been one of the region's model reopenings with a strong policy that from the outset was meant to manage the virus, according to U.S. Virgin Islands Tourism Commissioner Joseph Bichelti. The Virgin Islands is joined by several destinations, seeing numbers ahead of those recorded prior to the pandemic, according to Vanessa Ladisma, CEO of the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association. That includes Puerto Rico, Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, Aruba, and the Bahamas. That's not a surprise, Ladisma said, giving expanded airline routes from major U.S. markets to those destinations. The U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico were the only two destinations showing an increase in revenue per available room in the Caribbean. It adds up to a very strong year for the U.S. Virgin Islands, which was named Caribbean Destination of the Year in 2021 Caribbean Travel Awards in January. Grenada Now reports that Caribbean Examination Council inked a Memorandum of Understanding with Midwestern State University in Texas to establish a formal basis of cooperation between the organizations in the field of education. The virtual signing ceremony was held on September 8, 2021. The MOU establishes an articulation agreement through which Caribbean Examinations Council candidates can earn partial credit requirements toward a course of study at Midwestern State University, Texas, as a result of course equipment with the Caribbean Examinations Council Associate Degree and or relevant Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Exam units. The partnership will also focus on areas of curriculum and assessment development and processing training, research, as well as other possible areas of technical collaboration. During the ceremony, Dr. Eduardo Ali, pro-registrar and deputy CEO, explained, as we continue to implement our 2021-2025 strategic plan, our focus is on becoming a digitally transformed enterprise, providing quality, relevant, and global recognized educational services. We are therefore grateful for the insights which Midwestern State University, Texas, can impart as a result of its illustrious, almost century-long journey education. Dr. James Johnson, interim president of Midwestern State University, said, with this agreement, we 
also recognize and appreciate the Caribbean Examination Council for its exceptional quality and credentials. I say all of this to characterize the importance of this articulation agreement to improve transferability of coursework to Midwestern State University and thereby better serve all of our students. The MOU between the two organizations will be in place for five years. And finally, Antigua and Barbuda Newsroom reports that Antigua and Barbuda participated in Expo Dubai. Antigua and Barbuda hopes its first-ever pavilion at the World Expo will showcase its booming investment and tourism industries as well as its rich history and culture to the world, as more than 20 million people are expected to visit Dubai for the six-month duration of the event. The country's participation in Expo Dubai coincides with its 40th year of independence and will also include a trade office to be located on a floor just above its pavilion to facilitate trade missions and leverage opportunities over the course of the Expo. The 2,500-square-foot Antigua Barbuda Pavilion, which showcased the nation's vibrant high-end tourism sector, would support 80% of its GDP. While that will be the highlight in our pavilion, our focus right now is to showcase the country's logistical geographic location and its potential as a trading hub between the Middle East and the Caribbean, along with Central and Southern America, connecting the eastern region with 700 million people, said Gilbert Antoine Bustani, non-resident ambassador of Antigua and Barbuda in the United Arab Emirates. We have recently devised a citizenship by investment program to encourage foreign direct investment as well as an incentive to visitor arrivals to our country. Antigua and Barbuda has the second largest banking center in the Eastern Caribbean region and is dominated by both domestic and international banks. Our banks are well regulated and reflect our dynamic financial environments, the ambassador added. The country has now become a gateway to international and regional travel across the globe with its award-winning VC Bird International Airport. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, September 13th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.